Welcome to episode 9 of The Baby Monitor, a podcast of family horrors. Act 2, episode 9. Lissa wakes up and looks at Asher and says, This is the first day of the rest of our lives. She has to be at the salon at 11, and she has nowhere to drop her boy. You and me, kiddo. We're in this together. She goes down to the kitchen and finds Richard left the refrigerator open. She smells the milk. She touches the cream. Everything is warm, maybe spoiled. She shuts the refrigerator door, not wanting to think about it, not wanting to know, hoping maybe if she can just make everything cold again, it will turn out all right. On the island, there's a note, and it says, Sushi tonight? I can call Miss Danny to sit. The note is written in red pen on a purple sticky, all Richard could find in the junk drawer, she assumes. She walks back upstairs to prepare for her day, to shower until the hot water runs out, to get dressed in something no one will mistake for hobo chic, to pick up her boy and carry him with her to, fuck it, to work. This is how pioneers lived. They tilled the land and hunted the deer and carried their children on their backs the entire time, and their children grew up strong and unafraid, assuming they survived it all. Lissa reaches the end of the hallway and can't remember her bedroom door being closed. Had she closed it when she went downstairs, believing it was more likely Asher would get the sleep he needed that way? She cannot remember. She lays her palm on the handle, and it does not turn. Her bedroom door is locked. From the inside. It can't be. She wouldn't have turned the lock before she shut it. She, she wouldn't have. She's tired and she's stressed and she's on autopilot all the time, but it doesn't seem possible. She jiggles the handle and then she thinks about her child sleeping in the middle of the bed on the other side. She says, Asher winds it really, her voice trembling on the edge of a cry and inside a little mouth groans, makes words that aren't words. She can imagine Asher waking, his eyes looking for her, the confusion, and then he would start rolling. Asher, she says again, and this time it is a cry. Don't move. Don't move. She imagines him rolling, falling off the bed, breaking an arm, breaking his neck. Inside, murmurs are getting louder. She pushes on the handle, twists it hard, feels it give way, breaking, the handle snapping past the latch. It spins loose now in her hand unattached to the mechanism inside. Lissa grips the useless handle, leans into the door, and feels a thin frame start to splinter. Suburban new-build piece of crap, held together with plywood and tacks, she thinks, I can break through this. She steps back for a second, hoping to come up with some other way, but the hinges are inside, and the handle slides off into her hand. She drops it on the carpet and presses again into the door, feels it snap. She considers kicking at it, bursting through like a hero in an action movie, but instead she just keeps pressing, bullying more and more of her weight into it, digging her bare feet harder into beige carpets surrounded by beige walls until finally there's a crack, and the door swings, the wood by the handle opening up, the plywood pulling apart like two loaves of bread, the latch and the lock and the whole thing falling to the floor. The mother has eyes only for a child, in rage and fear and relief, mostly relief. She will not have a leisurely shower. She will not have time to dress the way she feels. She crosses to the bed and scoops up her son. 
I can't leave you for a second, she coos. By the time they arrive at their job, Lissa has almost settled down. She has decided that she must have pulled the bedroom door shut, locked it out of habit, a tiny twist of the fingers, unconscious, like the way she'd locked the front door. She has convinced herself of this, and now she's paying extra attention to every thing. Every thing. Activating her turn signal 100 feet before an intersection. Checking her side view mirror before she swings the door open. Holding Asher in one arm and her coffee in the other. Kicking the car door shut, straightening her spine and pulling back her shoulders before she enters her salon. Their salon now. With as much dignity as she has left. A couple of the girls look at her, look at the bundle in her arms. One looks up from the cut she is doing, says, Who do we have here today? And the client in the chair, with her demeaning gown and her hair half a mess, smiles. Which is what women are supposed to do every time they see a baby. And so Lissa smiles too. She runs a whole gauntlet of smiles, past the colorists and the stylists, and she wins. Arriving in the manager's office without screaming. She transfers Asher from her hip to her lap, sits, and says, Okay, I can do this.